In this episode, I speak with Jonathan Pinnock, author of Mrs. Darcy vs. the Aliens, along with several other novels, including his newly released A Bad Day in Minsk. We talk about his creative process, theories behind the driving plot of The Full Monty, and where he gets his ideas from. Welcome to Procrastination Station. Let's begin. amazing yeah i'm not i'm not the new york times though oh. <laughs> everybody says that but i'm waiting for the money you know yeah exactly the money. yeah <laughs> yeah that's you know. brilliant um just to let you know that my cat may audio bomb us i'm jolly good <laughs> he's, he's patrolling like a tiger oh no he's going now right no he's gone he's gone good but he he's he's um attention seeking so mm, yeah so jonathan pinnock you are very welcome to procrastination station um i can't really think why you would procrastinate having written or edited over 11 books <laughs> so... <laughs> it's still very easy to procrastinate very easy okay well that's good because i wanted to ask you about that Mm. but um but firstly i i'm always obsessed with the book you wrote in well 2011 i think it was mrs darcy versus the aliens oh yes (laughs) your sequel to pride and prejudice Mm. and i just wondered where did you even get the idea from well, it, I, 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 the, the idea for that actually came up in a conversation after a meeting of the writer's circle I used to go to in St. Albans. And I'd just been reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, and I was trying to sort of get the sort of one line, one sentence description of what it was. And I said, it's basically a Regency novel with added wizards. From there, it was just a short step to sort of thinking, oh, what if you did a Regency novel with added aliens? <laughs> and um, and then the, the the title just pinged into my head: Mrs. Darcy versus the Aliens. And uh, I didn't do anything about it because of procrastination. Um, but I, I was always having trouble with uh, writing novels because I'd get to about two thousand words in, you know, length of a reasonable short story, and yeah, they want to go on this anymore. I've no idea where this is going. And this, you know, you get to the point where. And with a short story, if it looks terrible, then you can work on it and fix it. If you've got a novel that looks terrible after a thousand words, you think, I don't want to go on with any more of this because it's... Mm, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, what was I talking about? I, uh, Mrs. Darcy. So, I didn't do anything with it. And then a friend of ours in the circle, uh, a lady called Kate Allen, uh, she, she, was, she was purely a writer then, but she just she was just setting herself up as an agent and so she obviously went over in the circle and said you know anyone got anything they want to pitch me <laughs> and uh so i said well i've got this idea for mrs darcy versus the aliens and she said oh i like the idea let's start writing it so i started writing it and then we sort of got to a point where i'd done about the first ooh, maybe even ten thousand words I, I'd, I'd actually written a few chapters uh and then 
Pride and Prejudice and Zombies suddenly appeared from Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, right. They're way ahead of me. If, if, no, if I'd I had the. That. Yeah. yeah. And that was a massive success. It sold about half a million. And. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, there's no way I, I can do I can compete with this. And if I'd had a finished book, I would have been perfectly positioned to jump on its coattails. Mm, but mm. the book was nowhere near finished, and it would just look as if I'd copied the whole idea. Oh, so, no. so I downed tools, and I didn't do anything for for quite a while. So my friends in the writer circle encouraged me to to pick it up again, and and eventually I had this idea of serializing it on the internet, on the, on its own blog. Hmm. And that th- this had the result of, first of all, forcing me to continue writing it, and so that's the procrastination thing sorted out. Yeah, and yeah. gaining an audience, and the fact that I was gaining an audience for it, because I, I I was I was just started on Twitter then, and that was how I eventually finished the book. And during during the course of it, I, I made a couple of videos to try and um, promote it and that they were great fun because <laughs> have you seen those videos <laughs> no i haven't seen the videos. oh you god I, so I, I gotta the, the promo videos for that were amazing because what i thought i'd do is i mean the, you, you you know the theme with um hitler in the bunker yeah and you know where, where, where they put different captions on it yeah, and I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll do one for Mrs. Darcy. And I think the idea was when they would look at the map, it's going to be the plans for the for the Berlin Mrs. Uh, Berlin Pride and Prejudice theme park or something like that. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I um, then I thought, oh, actually, that means just a bit tired even then. So I thought, why don't I find a foreign language version of Pride and Prejudice that I can then dub? <laughs> I can put captions on. And of course, I couldn't find one. So then I thought, okay, what if I take the uh, the production of it, remove the soundtrack, add my own French um, soundtrack to it, and then put subtitles <laughs> on that? And I did that. The first, it was a bit stilted because I hadn't quite got the sort of feel of 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 getting the dialogues moving along. Second one. I did the uh, the bit after the lake, the scene where he dives in, Colin Firth dives in. Oh, yeah. And well, I'm, I'm merging a bit of the creature from the Black Lagoon with that. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll send you the link after. Oh, you, you, might, you might enjoy it. <laughs> um, and uh, then, um, yeah, and, and, and that, that's basically how it ended up. Oh, you and... love how your brain works. It's just incredible. <laughs> You've got got from the pub having having a pint, chatting to someone to put in the creature in the back <laughs> with Mr. Darcy. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a logical sequence. Yeah, and oh, that, that, I mean that that actually got about it almost went viral, but not quite. Uh, mm. In fact, I, st- I started serialising it on Jane Austen's birthday, which I didn't wasn't aware of at the time at all. A, a complete, completely, co- complete coincidence, which I think was awesome, you know. Mm. Um, and that was, and then the next, about a year later, I'd almost finished it, and I noticed that 
Salt had just set up a, a subsidiary for mm. publishing science fiction. And so I was, you know, in like a rat up a pipe, so sending, sending Mrs. Mrs. Darcy into that. Yeah. And I, I, I got them when they were sort of, they were sort of, uh, you know, fresh and, and, and ready to, to, to accept stuff. Uh, so I got a contract to publish that and I was published a year later. Timely. Yeah. Well, I guess there is a time for everything. Like you said, you know, the, the previous one, the Pride and Prejudice, the Zombies. That had its time, didn't it? But yeah, I I, I, I always wonder, like, do do you think, like, if you hadn't procrastinated, you mm. you could have hit that? Spot? Yeah, I, do, I, I mean, it's hindsight. It's one of those. It's one. Yeah, that there there, you know, you like to have reasons for things not happening, or it may just a bit that I cocked up there. So you know, yeah. But I'd, I I I'd like to have several projects on the go at once. Um, either sort of bubbling under and ready to pick up or or not, and and, and in fact, the reason I actually started serialising Mrs. Darcy the night before, I'd had a bit of a push pushback on a short story collection I was trying to sell. I'd submitted it to to Salt because they used to do this thing called Prize, and uh, it was for for. Or collections of short stories from from new authors, and I'd bundled up a whole load of mine um, and, and and sent them in. And I thought, yes, yeah, I thought it's quite a, quite a quite a strong submission. So and I went along to a launch, and I sort of buttonholed Jan Hamilton Hamilton, Hamilton Emery, who was one of the people in charge of it. I, I, I tried to sort of gauge whether. I had a chance of having the thing accepted by them, and I got, mm-hmm. compl- got com- quite reasonably got completely blanked. I thought, oh no, uh, <laughs> oh dear, she hasn't looked at it. So the next day, I thought, right, sod this, forget the short stories, Mrs. Darcy. <clears throat> and um, so that's that. That was the point at which I started serialising it. Yeah. And then eventually, the short, I, my second submission of short stories to Scott Prize uh, was a lot stronger, and that got accepted. Um, coincidentally, as they were accepting Mrs. Darcy for a different uh, purpose altogether. You seem to write short. You're you're really prolific in short stories. It seems to come easy to you. Do you think that form of writing is your your favourite type? I don't know. I I, I haven't written a short story for quite some time um, because. Uh, I just haven't felt the urge to, and I, I, t- I tell you what what started the whole short story thing off with me is that uh, part partly it was uh, joining a writer's circle where they have they had regular competitions within the circle mm-hmm. um, with themes and prompts and uh, write a story about this, write a story which includes these three things or something like that, mm-hmm. and that is really. A stimulating thing it's it's a far it's far more interesting to write a story to some some constraint or other yeah than, than to sit than to sit yeah. down and think right what am i going to write a st- short story about you yeah know? yeah um i'm going to write a short story because i'm upset about something therefore i'm going to write about that and no that's never going to work what's what does happen sometimes if you're writing a story about a short story on some prompt and you're upset about something 
that upset will emerge in an interesting way during the short story. I, I did quite well with some some of the the, the short story competitions in, in the in the writer's circle, and I thought, okay, let's if there are any groups online that do this sort of thing as well. And so I ended up joining one called Sling Inc. And they used mm-hmm. to have this this thing called Eurofiction, and it, it it went on over. I think the first year it went over twenty rounds, so it lasted half the year. At the end of that, you had stories written to different themes and subjects, and you know mm. it, it it really gets you going. There was another um, forum I joined. There's a, there's a wonderful uh, sort of goth one called Cafe Doom. Oh, I like Which, the book. Yeah, they do loads of horror stuff. You'd fit in well there. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know how active any of these places are anymore because I think Facebook has taken away a lot of the social aspect of them. But, yeah. The, the other one was, was The Right Idea. And they had a thing called the Whitaker Prize. And again, that was the one that was tend to be over about 10 weeks, I think. And in fact, that was the genesis of Archie and Pie. Your mathematical (laughs) mystery series. Yeah, indeed. So I remember you writing, like originally writing that when I first met you. Yeah, you you were in that that group, weren't you, in that class? I think I was reading the first drafts and I remember thinking, I always used to laugh out loud at your work because it was, (laughs) I mean, in a good way, you wanted it to be funny. I wasn't laughing at your work. It's so difficult to find a writer that you consistently find funny and I do with your work all your work even the short stories you submitted (laughs) on that course they were just for me I I saw the humor in them and for it I know it's a very individual thing but I know that you've had really good reviews and really good feedback from people who also um, appreciate that that the comedy writing in your series, which is sort of based around Tom Winscombe, isn't it? This mm. haphazard character <laughs> who keeps ending up in awful situations. Um, so you you've just released the fourth book mm. in that series, haven't you? Um, yeah. Bad Day in Minsk, which um, <laughs> did you just say you had it reviewed in? the uh moscow times thing, <laughs> it? not quite not quite <laughs> it, it it did get a mention um in uh, a belarusian um sort of lifestyle magazine called city dog <laughs> and saying, saying oh look at this there's a there's a book set in minsk or yeah wonder what this is like so yeah i, I wonder what you think. <clears throat> Not been translated yet, though. Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> no. Or any kind of translation, having your work translated, I think that's a, a complete different kettle of fish, isn't it? I did have a short story translated into German once, mm. uh, but that, that, was, that was all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder how comedy would, would translate. Don't know. Don't like, know. The cultural differences as mm. well and that that's um something to consider isn't it yeah but yeah so well done on your that's that's only just out isn't it april mm, it is yeah yeah this year 2021 so as well as writing novels and short stories 
you've also written poetry, haven't you? Mm. And uh, a poetry collection. Do you, um, when you're sort of coming up with with ideas for poetry, do you think, um, is it the same sort of process as, as coming up with the ideas for, say, a longer piece? It's very similar. Again, most of the poems I've written most of the poems I've written have probably come from similar sort of prompt challenges, I suppose. Mm. Mm, um, that works for you. It does. Do you and, seek uh, them out, though? Do you think, oh, I need to be stimulated by um, a writing prompt, so I'm just going to have a look on, on, on this site or whatever? Because I find that makes me procrastinate because then I go through <laughs> all these friggin channels of like oh look there's something else oh look there's something else and before i know it i'm yeah five thousand miles away <laughs> from the yeah, original idea right. so yeah you, you, i, I mean, don't know does your mathematical brain help you oh god i don't know i doubt it because you're, <laughs> you're, you're quite you're quite scientific aren't you well I'm, I'm, i've got a degree in maths what it's worth and i program computers for a living uh, but whether that's, I, I don't know how, how that relates to writing at all in some ways. Um, mm. When you're writing a series, because you've written four, mm. did you anticipate that you would end up with four, <laughs> four no. novels? No, no way, absolutely no way. You um, didn't. I, no, I mean, it, it's, it's, always been one, it's, it's always been one of my ambitions to have you know, books with matching covers. I mean, that's that just awesome. <laughs> the thing was, I sort of felt after I'd finished The Truth About Archie and Pie that the, that, that the series had legs. And I, actually, I, I think the first draft did have an open ending to it. Okay, now, if you're going to try and sell this, you need to bring it to a conclusion and uh, so I thought, okay, right okay, an ending, right an ending. So, so, so that's fine, that's fine. And then go there's an ending to it. It was okay. And submitted it, and it didn't get any traction anywhere. Um, there were one or two places that were sort of moderately interested, one or two agencies, but they all said, "This is this is this is great," but we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, no idea where we'd sell yeah. it. And so then I noticed again on 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 Twitter that uh, Farago were soliciting um submissions for series so i thought oh right oh yeah this is this is a series it's always been a series definitely always been a series and so i i, I rewrote it to <laughs> to be slightly more open-ended and sent that in and fortunately got accepted there and suddenly i had i had a commitment to produce another a sequel yeah about six months after the original one i think which um and and so I suddenly had to come up with, 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 with the sequel. And There's something very compelling about someone else having that faith in you and saying, "Oh yeah, okay, we'd really like you to write the follow-up to this yeah. book, isn't there?" <clears throat> yeah, it's great. Um, and so, okay, so I thought, okay, that th there are characters I can develop here. There's there was one character in particular. Um, uh, from the from the first book, Ali, that 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 she sort of walked into the book and and stole every scene she was in. So I thought, okay, we'll do a bit more with her. <laughs> the continual problem 
<laughs> I, I described it to someone recently as a bit like the mobile phone problem. Mobile phones phones are a real problem in 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 writing books these days. Yeah, because, they are, Because they they, they 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 solve solve problems. There are the characters that, that keep keep appearing. There's there's Tom's father, who is this dissolute ex hippie. <laughs> it's absolute sort of hopeless character who get I mean the second book he gets he gets sucked into a cryptocurrency scam and um which is what sort of drives the the, the, the plot for uh, Tom to get him out of out of that and then all everything goes to chaos after that and then I love how you write chaos you write <laughs> chaos really well and, and people's kind of response to that you know hmm. these, these everyday characters just it is Irina it is hilarious how they how they respond but in a real life way you know who hmm, how but... else how else would they respond <laughs> to well yeah if, if if they're sort of superhuman and they can get around things it's, it's no fun no if, if they can <laughs> accidentally be do get themselves out of it in some accidentally clever way that's more, far more fun yeah. So your podcast is based around comic writing, isn't it? People's mm. own what they find funny yeah. in writing. I wonder, do you find when you're writing your own work, do you consciously seek out what you find funny and then put that in, or does it just naturally happen for you? You're just writing something and then someone says, "That's really funny." really interesting question um there are some some scenes i try to sort of view from a cinematic point of view from what, what would look funny as as, okay. as, as, a, as as a scene sort of going on yeah so um, and then seen. try to describe describe that yeah um and then i suppose the other thing is is when you bring two people into a room together who have totally different objectives and uh and and you set them off against each other and and, and see how they react <laughs> yeah and... but it's not that easy you're making it sound like it's easy you always used to write really or you do write really really authentic dialogue um around those situations i, I, I do have a beam a bonus about because so 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 often you're reading a book and the dialogue just doesn't it, it doesn't feel feel authentic mm. and and it's and, and I, I, I get upset when people constantly talk in com complete sentences because <laughs> in a book, you mean, yeah when they yeah. complete yeah because they they they, they, they sh they, they, they should be interrupting each other. I mean, obviously not too much because then it gets really, really annoying. Yeah. And, and you have to tread this weird middle ground between. I mean, if if, if you listen to, yes, you know, if you listen to proper dialogue, proper di real life dialogue between people, it's it's absolute gibberish most of the time because yeah, people are stopping themselves. And I mean, if, if, if even if you listen back to a transcript of this of this conversation, which is yeah, relatively controlled and relatively I, th I think well, I think it is relatively it's intelligent. Very, it's very intelligent. <laughs> it's very intelligent. Say, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it would still look ridiculous. It um, would. 
but on the other hand, it, it, it can't be perfect. It has to be somewhere somewhere in between the two. Mm. When, so going back to like the actual writing of it, do you mm. have, do you write, because you said you write sort of filmically with looking at scenes, do mm. you write in order or like plotting it out? Or do you think, oh, I'm going to write that scene about that particular event <laughs> and then I'll yeah. slot it in? I, I, I write it in order from start to finish. Mm. I don't plot in advance. I have a rough idea where I'm going. Sometimes I will have an idea of a particular scene that I want to write. And that is some ways is a reward for me reaching that, getting as far as that point in the book. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. I can finally write this, this, this scene I've been desperate to write. Oh, okay. Uh, and that, that is almost almost at some an incentive to, to carry on to that point. <laughs> That's very interesting. That's sort of I looked up there was um like a business site and it was looking at archetypes of procrastination. Mm. And uh one of them was like the novelty seeker type where, where and they called it the shiny object syndrome. <laughs> oh yes, it's kind of the bit you want to get to. So you do mm. all the you do all the horrible, boring bits first to get to the shiny object. So yeah. that sounds like that's that, that's how very, you work. That's very relatable. Yeah. Can you tell me what Twitfic is? Oh God, Twitfic. Yeah, well, website. Yeah, I was looking through it, them. That was basically. Uh, entire stories that fit into tweets, which was oh, more of a challenge in the old days when it was um, 140 characters. That's right. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And in fact, my my first collection, Dot Dash, was, uh, had sort of twitfic type things mm. uh, interspersed with longer form pieces. This is one I've just pulled up on your website. Which was to, on Tweet the Meat. Tweet the Meat. I used to love Tweet the Meat. That was a great Tweet site. The that meat. was. Are they still around? This is twenty ten. I doubt if they're still. I don't think they're they're around. This is your tweet. This is your twit fic on Tweet the Meat. His attempt to commit all seven deadly sins in two thousand and nine ended in failure. On reflection, it was probably a bad idea to start with sloth. <laughs> Or sloth, some people might say. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm obviously, as a horror writer, I am I'm obsessed with the seven deadly sins. So mm. I hate <laughs> on that one. There was, you could submit stories that fitted onto uh, a text message, but then text oh, messages yeah. aren't. Yeah, yeah, which is similar. It's about 120 something, but that was in the days when. The phones didn't join text messages together, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, and then going back again, it would be things you'd fit on a postcard, wouldn't it? Yeah. There, so I'm sure. The story on a postcard. Yeah, there, there used to be a site where you could submit stuff that would be attached to someone's back and they would walk around Portland wearing it or something or somewhere like that. <laughs> Did they know? Oh, yeah, they, they, they knew. <laughs> okay. and, uh, so, but I, I submitted a couple of times and never got in. Never got in that. But uh... <laughs> it was probably too rude, Jonathan. Yeah, like... that's true. I could... <laughs> like the kick me sign. Yeah. 
I mean, your website is just full of stuff. It's like a sweet shop. Um, I'll put a link on so people can, can find you and all your work because there's just so much on there. You've got all these all these published pieces, your book, your novels, your um, short stories and collections and poetry, and now your podcast, which mm. I'm coming on in July. You are indeed. I'm looking forward to and that. I, and I'm procrastinating about choosing a book. Yeah, about, I was going to ask you about that, but uh, take your time. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about the the other creative process that I I, I I tend to use is was 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 the idea of, of throwing stuff up in the air and seeing where it lands, oh. and then making a connection between things and working out why something happened. As example that I always like to think about. It's about the film The Full Monty. There's a brilliant scene in the middle of that where the Mark Addy character is watching the film The Flashdance and criticising the quality of Jennifer Beals' spot worlds. And that's... <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's such a perfect, perfect scene where it, 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 it's, just, it's almost a throwaway. And my theory is that... That was somehow that was the first thing that was it Simon Beaufort, Beaufort was his name, the, the writer. He mm. he that was the first thing that he thought of because you can actually derive the entire film from that one scene. Here we go. <laughs> so why <clears throat> why is a burly steelworker watching flash dance? Because he needs to learn to dance. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Why is he learning to dance? because he's broke. Why is he broke? Because the steel industry's collapsed. Immediately you've got an interesting political background developing. But why would anyone pay to watch Mark Addy and his mates dance? Because they're really good? No, it doesn't work. Maybe they're going to do something special. Maybe. What sort of special thing? And, and you're on the way to the entire plot of the film. Yeah. And that, that's my sort of... You could have written it. That's my, my sort of creativity thing. It is... Stick a, put some things together that don't quite fit or seem a bit odd together. Work out why they fit and work out a good story. Look, work out a, uh, what's, the, what's the word? An alibi for that sort of situation happening. And yeah, then, then, the, then, then, you, then you have the story. That way of working, I really think, is to do with your mathematical analytical brain. Um, mm, it could be. Think of that connection, but you're right. Maybe he did do that. Maybe he did start <laughs> with that image. So yeah. So when you say you throw it up in the air, do you literally throw it up in the air? No, I, like I, bits of paper. Did. I don't. Know, I wasn't, actually, that, maybe I should throw it up in the air. That, that'd be interesting. That. Actually, that's yeah, a sort of uh, the, the, that's almost like the cut-up technique, isn't it? Yeah, cut, <laughs> cut, up, cut up all these random lines, chuck them hmm. up in the air. A bit like runes, you know, like yeah. the runic sort of, or the dru druid. Exactly, that, 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 was, that was how, it was William Burroughs who came out, wasn't it? And then David Bowie used to use that as a, as a, as a tool, I think. Mm. But it's, that's the kind of thing that I've, I think I'm, I mentally do. That. Well, I think it really works for you because you, you do have tangent in your writing that veer off into these into these unexpected but connected um, areas and 
they work they really work and they're oh, just thank you <laughs> they're just brilliant yeah oh thanks for sharing your creative process well thank you for having me it's been it's, really nice yeah it's been really good hasn't it i hope it's yeah. recorded it says it's recording yeah that, that that's the panic i have every time that i, I, I haven't done it yet but it, it, it will happen eventually i'll get to the end of It'll be the one episode where yeah. you've had you feel like you've had this amazing erudite conversation where yeah. you've actually solved all the world's problems yep. and it's not recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Procrastination Station with me, Polly Hall. You can find out more on pollyhall.co.uk and social media at Polly Hall Writer. Goodbye.